So NFL Top 100, we also have so many QB standoffs. We also have preseason games are finally coming to an end, y'all. And I'm like 10 days away from the season. So you know what? Let's just dive into it. Welcome to Not Your Average Cheerleader NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Gibbs. And here we cover the NFL players, the game, the contracts. Man, we even cover the injuries. So I need you to sit back, relax. If you're all about the NFL, you're in the right place. I'm about to throw some commentary your way. So you know what? Go ahead and grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your food, because we're about to get this party started. Like, I kind of just feel like, you know, we as we're recording these episodes, I feel like it's just going to get even more entertaining. (laughs) Just because so much is going on this season and we have none of the major barriers except COVID that just keeps changing form and shape every 30 seconds. And remember to social distance and to, you know, do your best to keep wearing your mask and definitely protect each other. Right. That was my PSA. But as you know, all episodes are brought to you by normally the iced coffee that's in my cup this time around. There is no iced coffee in my cup because I'm recording this episode at night, even though it will be available to listen to in the morning. So I don't have coffee in there. You guess what's in there. Sometimes, you know, this is an adult channel. You know, Crown Apple mixed with some cranberry juice, you know, throw the cherries in there. I always tell you guys what I'm drinking. So (laughs) that's it. So, you know, probably going to be a little bit more savage than normal, but there's so much to dive into. I was like getting reports you know, while I was getting ready to set up, I was like, I'm going to record my podcast episode. But there were so many reports that were coming in, including one of the reports about the C, the cornerback. I was about to give the the um, the acronym, but the cornerback for the Cardinals, who is rumored to be retiring. Y'all go take a look at who you think that is um, due to personal issues. Now, keep in mind, this is a rumor, or should I say allegedly, allegedly rumored to retire um, due to some personal things going on in his life. I'm actually like clicking on the app right now as I'm kind of talking to you all because I was like, wait, what's his name? And I just looked at it and now I don't remember like at all. And if you go look it up, you're going to see who the rumor mill is. But there's so many things going on that just came through. Okay, it's who I thought it was. It was Malcolm Butler who's rumored to retire, rumored, allegedly. Um, so keep an eye out for that. We don't know what that could do to the Cardinals' defense. He is a cornerback for them. On top of that, Trey Lance just got this report. Literally, as I'm driving home. No, I wasn't driving home. I was at work. I was at work, and Trey Lance, apparently, like, he split, like, a bone in his finger or something like that. I'm not sure the exact injury. I just know it's to his finger. And they said he's going to be out for seven days. And I'm like, come As a 49ers faithful, it just really hurts me when we can't stay healthy. I get it. This is a contact, aggressive, hands-on collision sport. I understand that. You do not have to explain that to me. But it's like, dang it. And I literally said when I was walking out, you know, with some coworkers, I was like, I feel like I can't rely on Jimmy G. This is going to sound savage. Let me just say it. I'm just going to say it. I can't rely on Jimmy G as our quarterback for the 49ers. Here's why. Because ever since he threw that pick in the Super Bowl, his accuracy passing rate is still below the normal percentage. I at least expect you to be up at least in the low 70s to be considered in my book, you know, 
to some degree, reliable on the field. Like, do I expect everybody to step out there and be Aaron Rodgers? No. But I expect you to be able to throw accurate passes. And to be fair, I feel as though, with all my research and what I've been watching, to me, it seems like Jimmy G hasn't stepped up until Trey Lance showed up in the picture and started throwing 80-yard passes and touchdowns. And then he's like, let me stay back and practice my 82-yard throw and let me run the ball in. I saw what he did in that preseason game where he ran that ball in for that touchdown. And I'm like, I still, I said this in my social media. I was like, I don't know, y'all. I still, I don't know what y'all think. Do y'all think, we'll get into this debate in a second. Do y'all think I should trust Jimmy G? I'm going to ask you all. If you think I should trust Jimmy G, I don't, but maybe someone can convince me otherwise. And I don't, please don't come in my comments talking about, oh, well, he went to, he took y'all to the Super Bowl. We went to the Super Bowl that year. Once again, I'm going to say this for the 80th time. We went to the Super Bowl because of our running game. It was when we put the ball in his hands that he threw a pick and it honestly cost us the game. So that's my two cents. Let's get into the quick fire topics. I just want to update y'all on some stuff that literally came through as I was setting all this up that you can't see to record this episode. Quick fire. So as you know, the NFL top 100 just got announced and I did a whole like YouTube video on this, uh, not last year, but the year before last. And I always find it funny because NFL top 100, they say the players vote on each other. It's almost like superlatives in high school. You're like, you know, you find out if you're popular or not. You find out if people actually like you or not. You really find out and learn a whole lot um, when it comes down to your peers, so to speak, voting for you. Um, But we had some interesting stuff. Of course, as you know, Patrick Mahomes was number one. He had 38 touchdowns in the last season in 15 games, and he was in his second Super Bowl appearance. So I guess you could say that NFL, they just love him. I honestly think he's going to be the future of the NFL. When you have the Tom Brady's and Aaron Rodgers retire, he's really going to 100% lead that pack of what that quarterback position should look like. Yeah, Tom Brady came in at a whopping number seven, his seventh Super Bowl win with seven rings. I really wanted to do that, three sevens. I know, don't judge me, y'all. And his 40s, by the way. I think he was, what, 43? Going on 44? I think he's 43. I think he just turned 43? I don't know people's birthdays. That's not my job, but... I know he's in his 40s. I know that for a fact. But I don't find it coincidental that he came in at number seven, seven rings, seven Super Bowl title. (laughs) They did that on purpose. Shout out to the NFL Top 100. They did that on purpose. I'm not even sure those votes even came in at number seven. (laughs) But yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, number eight, 115 receptions. DeAndre Hopkins is the one you need to keep your eyes on. The Cardinals did a great job of keeping him the wide receiver position. As you know, it's going to be interesting. I feel like the the Cardinals are going to start being taken seriously. As you know, they're in the top five teams that I don't like. Um, I did a whole podcast on that. Scroll back. I think it's season one where I talked about that. But I respect them because Kyler Murray is really kind of showing up. Even though people talk about his height, his weight compared to who he's up against in the quarterback position, being able to see the entire field with his height being a little bit shorter than normal. This guy can still move. This guy is still mobile. And he still manages to get the ball where it needs to go. Keep your eyes out for the Cardinals this season. And then, of course, as you know, at number five, I jumped a little bit um, upward and then back. Travis Kelsey at number five with 1,416 receiving yards, breaking records as a tight end. I made a smart comment in one of my episodes where I said, it's easy to break a record when you don't have your competition out there playing against you on the field. I don't retract that comment. I'm still 100% still sold on George Kittle. 
I think when it came down to it, George Kittle was leading the pack before he got injured. His task this season is going to be to stay healthy, whatever that looks like for him. But Travis Kelsey is, I'm not negating against him. The stats speak for itself. So this guy is a force to be reckoned with when it comes to that tight end position. Shout out to him. And then you, so here's, I was watching this video on TikTok as I get ready to get to the last person in the top NFL top 100. And it was with the Chargers. I had to get the right team. And they went around. It was about Justin Herbert, you know, the rookie quarterback that I spoke so highly of in season two. I said, if you're paying attention, this kid is going to be a breakout. I called that and then I turned out to be right. And everybody likes to be right, especially us women. So they went around to his team and said, hey, what ranking do you think Justin Herbert came in on on the top, the NFL top 100? His teammates was like, oh, 98. 92, 95, is he even on the list? It was a funny video. And then they were like, where do you think you came in? I think he said like 70 something for himself. And he came in at number 80. And they were like, all his teammates were shocked. And I was like, why are you shocked? This kid has talent. So, I mean, he came in at number 80. Keep an eye on that kid. I really hope that they get him what he needs. But his teammates really put him in like the high nineties. It wasn't even like, yo, 85. It was, it was 96. And I was like, geez, God darn. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel about your quarterback chargers. No, I'm just playing. But it was really funny. If you see that video come across the internet, it's really hilarious when they go around interviewing his teammates about his position. I always crack up at something like that. That's some of the people you pull from your NFL top 100. As of course, you know, other major names showed up there. Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf. You had Derrick Henry, you had George Kittle was still on that list, Nick Bosa was still on that list. You had a bunch of names that still showed up. Um, those were just some of the ones I wanted to highlight. Um, I didn't want to do a whole thing on it because I feel like it wasn't as big of a deal as it was that one year that I did do a whole video on it because the players' responses to it were hilarious. But let's get into the first topic, okay? Let's transition a bit. Let's talk about the starting QBs for week one. We are 10 days away, everyone, from the first actual NFL season opening game. We got some amazing matchups. And I know you're wondering, am I going to make predictions this episode? I'm going to make predictions this episode. But we'll get to that. Let's talk about QB matchups, what we can expect possibly week one. Don't ask me about Dak Prescott. I heard, I heard, I heard that he is healthy. I heard that his arm, shoulder, strain, arm, what was that injury? It was an injury I never heard of before in my life. I'll say that part. But it was like a strain in like the elbow, I think. I'm not making this up. <laughs> go, Please go Google it. Y'all don't trust me. Go Google it. I'm telling you, I'm not making this up. It was like a strain injury in his elbow, his throwing arm that no one's ever heard of. And apparently he's going to be fine to play, or at least he's going to try to play because they need him to play. I mean, look who they're going up against week one. But I'm not even going to talk about that because I talked about that the first two episodes. Let's leave Dak Prescott and Cowboys alone. Let's talk about the Broncos, how they named Teddy Bridgewater as the starting QB over Drew Locke. And then check this out. Now there's rumors of like a trade for him now. Like they're putting him on the chopping board to be traded. Drew Locke. I'm just, I think he was shocked. I think he was like, he had it in a bag and it didn't go that way. Like, at all. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. But Teddy Bridgewater, people stay, they stay sleeping on Teddy Bridgewater. 
I think Teddy Bridgewater's only thing is just consistency and staying healthy because when he played for the Carolina Panthers, he was really driving home some things. He wasn't horrific. I've seen bad. He wasn't like top tier great, but he made things work. It's just staying healthy is a key there. And to be fair, in one of the preseason games, Teddy Bridgewater has 16 of 19 passes for 179 yards and the man had two touchdowns and no turnovers. I would start him too. If I was that coach, I'd be like, I think this decision is easy. I think we've seen it. So I would keep your eyes out for the Broncos because if Teddy Bridgewater stays healthy, again, that's uh, to me, that was one of his weaknesses, just staying healthy. Um, they might have a good shot at winning some games. I know we don't really stay woke on the Broncos. They really haven't given us a reason to pay attention to them since Peyton Manning retired. But you know what? Let's, let's, let's put our eyes back over there just a little bit. Let's glance. Let's just glance to the left and look at the Broncos. <laughs> Sorry. Let's glance to the left and look at the Broncos just for a minute. Second, let's give him 30 seconds. And the time has passed. All right, so the Jaguars have named Trevor Lawrence as starting QB as well. This kid was their rookie, their top-tier pick. As you know, I think he was the number one pick, if I'm not mistaken, from the NFL draft. And he's been getting his footing in these preseason games. I think these preseason games have really benefited him because he's getting his footing, the movement, the calls, the understanding, the plays. I really, really am starting to get a better understanding as I don't know if I would, I'm not an NFL analyst, but as a podcast host who researches the NFL, that's not a title, but that's what I do until the day. Maybe I get deemed like an NFL analyst or journalist, whatever you want to call me later on in life. But I feel as though like NFL IQ is really important. So you could have all the skill in the world, but if you can't manage those plays, if you can't memorize them, if you can't execute them, if you can't understand switch ups in the moment, if you can't manage your NFL IQ, you're really not going to get anywhere. It doesn't matter how strong you are, how fast you are, how well you throw that ball. If you can't learn that playbook and execute it to a higher level, it won't get there. And I feel like that's what he was learning along with like Justin Fields, who's on another team as well. I think it's, um, if I'm not mistaken, the bears, he's, he's getting his NFL IQ because I feel like college and NFL, that's where they different where you're going college level to professional level. And I feel like that's what Trevor Lawrence is doing. Now he completed 20 of 32 passes for 184 yards, no touchdowns. So like I said, he's getting his footing. And I think those preseason games are going to benefit him. And we'll get to fantasy football in a second, but I would keep your eyes on that kid. He's probably going to do some great things for for that team. There was a period where, honestly, the Jaguars were making some people sweat. I literally was talking to my parents about this the other day. I was like, remember that season? We thought the Jaguars were legit going to go to the playoffs. They were playing that well. They didn't go, but still, we we were sweating a little bit. We were sweating a little bit. So that's going to be Trevor Lawrence starting QB for the Jaguars. Let's see what they do this season. We'll look to the right. We'll see the Jaguars. We'll give them that look. We'll give them those 30 seconds. The time has passed. The Saints. Now, you know, as you know, Drew Brees retired. Um, and the Saints named Jameis Winston starting QB over Taysom Hill. Y'all, I had to pause when I saw this. Because I was like, wasn't Hill the one y'all sent in every time Drew Brees couldn't necessarily run that ball? You sent Hill in there to do it, and he did it. But this guy, Jameis Winston, now, before y'all say, well, Ashley, the stats. I understand the stats and I understand the performance. So let's go into that for a second. 
Winston definitely did show up and show out in one of the games over Hill. He did nine out of 10 passing yards and two touchdowns and didn't even flinch. This guy is probably what they were looking for. Is he another Drew Brees? We won't know. Put him up against a number one defense. Let's see how well he performs. But I will say this. He's definitely going to be something to really keep your eyes on. I would give him more than 30 seconds of a look. So that's why he beat out Taysom Hill. Maybe Taysom Hill needs to work on his passing, his accuracy, his movement in the pocket. You know, because really they only ever used him when Drew Brees was out there when it was time to run the ball. They let Drew Brees do the passing so he could stay kind of in the pocket. But when we needed that extra yard, when we were doing a quarterback, you know, blitz, I just made up a whole play. Quarterback blitz. They won't call it that. I'll call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. No, now I'm just copying Little Giants. I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, I will say this. They only ever used Hill to really run the ball. If you go back and watch some of the plays of the Saints in the last season, the season before last, that's what they bought Hill in for. So I'm not surprised that James Jameis Winston beat him out for it, but I'm really interested to see what the Saints do this season, especially with a lot of things going on with their top wide receiver, Michael Thomas. So Definitely give them more than 30 seconds of a look. Pay attention to Saints. I wouldn't 100% count them out. I know they got a lot of work to do, but it's still going to bring some competition to the table. Now to 49ers. As you know, I was talking about how I don't know if I trust Jimmy G. Now that Trey Lance has been announced that he'll be out seven days, he'll be back if we need him for the first game. I think he'll be fine because we got 10 days. He's out for seven. He'll be good to go. Yeah, I really just did that count because I'm serious. Um, So... They still haven't, Kyle Shannon, Coach Kyle Shannon has not announced the starting QB for the 49ers. I'm not going to sit here and believe that he doesn't know who his starting QB is. The first official game of the NFL season is 10 days away. You know who your starting QB is. It's kind of like for an interview, right? You, some, you At some point, you know who your, your top tier candidate is going to be. You know, honestly, who you're going to give the job to. There's no doubt about it. Now, whether it's announced yet, it's probably not, but Kyle Shanahan is not fooling nobody. I just want to put that out there. Dear Kyle Shanahan, you're not fooling no one. We know you know who your starting QB is. Just like the Patriots haven't really announced their starting QB. You got cryptic messages going on Instagram and stuff, and they're like, Cam or Mac, Cam or Mac. Bill Belichick already knows who his starting QB is. I already told you what I think. I think Cam Newton's going to start, and the second that he starts throwing picks, that's when Coach Belichick's going to take him out and put in that kid, and that kid is going to shine, and he might end up staying in. So that's my two cents on the starting QBs for week one for some key teams that had some standoffs going on as to who was going to get the ball in their hands week one, get their time to shine. Listen, all I got to say is you get your shot, you take it, you make the most of it, and you don't let whoever's on the bench get a chance to come off it. That sounds savage, but it's true. That's how this game works. So you go out there, you win games, you get to the playoff, you get to the Super Bowl. We are doing all of this to perform on the biggest stage possible. So let's transition into my last topic, fantasy football and week one predictions. As you all know, I am playing fantasy football again, and I came so close last year, y'all. I was projected to come in last, and my my whole motto was, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. Everyone's going to get a chance to play. Because of COVID, everyone's going to get a chance to play. Well, guess what? For the 2021 season, we're keeping that same motto. Everyone's going to get a chance to play because COVID is still real and people can't stay motherfucking healthy. 
I almost beat myself out. They can't stay healthy. So guess what? I had to draft this whole strategy, this whole plan. I did notes. I did research. I have my my mentor who's trying to help me with fantasy football. No to you all who are listening. There is no money involved. This is just a fun, like, you know, group of people coming together who want to play together for fun. But who knows? It may prepare me down the road for wanting to put money down on the table, you know, with another league. I don't know. But this is going to be fantasy football. I've been preparing my strategy. I've been focusing on looking at not just, I'm, well, I forgot. This is recorded and it's going to air. I am not going to tell y'all my 100% strategy. I got to keep some secrets for myself. But just know Ashley's going to be ready. I'm going to be ready because at the end of the day, everyone's going to get a chance to play. You got a few players from, who was it? Was it not the Texans, the Cardinals? I can't remember which team that has like, two more wide receivers on the COVID reserve list. And I'm just like, we're not learning anything, are we? We didn't learn anything from last season, did we? Apparently we didn't. Um, So keep a lookout for that. When that first game hits, I will let you know what the points rankings are. I'll kind of report on that a little bit. So that way, if you have a fantasy football team, or maybe it's your first time playing, maybe you were like me, who I was last year, and you were like, hey, if I'm going to get through this, I'm going to go listen to NYAC NFL podcast. Ashley's going to help me. I'm going to help y'all. I'm doing all the research so you don't have to. So stick with me. I always ask you all to do that. And some of you have, and I appreciate you. But stick with me. So last thing, week one predictions. I know y'all want to know. I'm getting better at this. I kind of want to do points. I may not do points till week two. Let me see how everybody plays. I check with Verizon. I still got red zone. Did my dad check with Verizon? I just be piggybacking off my parents, but I love them. They just, they're just been a blessing to me um, for the NFL season. <laughs> but uh, week one predictions, I probably for week two will predict points. I'm getting better at this, but week one predictions, here we go. Here we go. So week one, we had Cowboys versus the Bucks. I think you know who we're going with there. That's going to be the Bucks because I just don't trust that random mythical logical injury that Dak Prescott had. Let me stop saying the rudest stuff in case I meet these people. It sounds mythological to me. I've never heard of the sprain of the forearm, the elbow. I it just okay. Anyway, Bucks are gonna win that one. Jags versus the Texans. Stick with me. I actually chose the Jaguars. I don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. I haven't heard much more about that case. I do know that there was a snippet video of him walking into practice and he kind of got mad at the media for recording him, which I found quite funny. He's like, why are y'all recording me? Like, it's the same thing every day. We're recording you because it's you and you know why we're here. So I just don't understand why he's even asking them that question. You know why that media is there. You know why they're recording you going to practice. You put your hood on all day. We still know it's you, Deshaun. So I chose the Jags. Um, versus the Texans. I feel like the Texans got some underlining drama. There are also rumors of trading Deshaun Watson, allegedly. Um, so go look that up. And if that's the case, you may want to keep an eye out who you pick um, in your fantasy football. Chargers versus Washington. I chose Washington. They look kind of promising. Chargers, I know I just gave Justin Herbert like the biggest shout out. But again, I want to see what his wide receivers can do before I start trusting him to win games. Seahawks versus Colts. I chose the Seahawks, of course. I never let go of Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf connecting and Lockett and all them. Jets versus the Panthers. I chose the Panthers. I'm not going to laugh at that. Dolphins versus the Patriots. I actually chose the Dolphins. Listen, hear me out. I honestly think the Dolphins is going to be that sneak team you should keep your eye on. Um, So do it. 
Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Dolphins versus the Patriots, I chose the Dolphins. Vikings versus the Bengals, I chose the Vikings. Listen, I wanted to pick the Bengals because Joe Burrow is back, but I also heard, allegedly, um, I also heard that he's not 100%, that he's playing at around 70%. Um, remember last season he tore his MCL and his ACL, and he's still recovering from that. So I'm interested to see what he looks like. Let me watch the first game. Let me get a glimpse of how he's maneuvering because I know he's playing some pre- – but I honestly don't 100% count preseason games because you're not going up against the one number one defense in its entirety. They're testing out plays. You have no idea what they're going to do come time game one. So – I chose the Vikings for that, but I could be wrong. He could go out there and do amazing, but that's what I heard. I heard he's at 70%. Do what you will with that information. Cardinals versus the Titans. I chose the Titans. You understand that they have Julio Jones now? (laughs) I would not want to line up against Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, and I think they have a third huge wide receiver as well. I would not want to line up against them. That's just, no, I wouldn't want to do that. You have the 49ers versus the Lions. I'm going to go with the 49ers. Of course, um, because I'm just faithful like that. Steelers versus the Bills. I chose the Bills. I still believe in Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. I believe in that whole team. Their performance last season was remarkable. And though they did not make it to the Super Bowl, I think this is their comeback season. I think this is their revenge tour season. No one's really spoken about that, but I truly believe it. And I'm a big fan of Stephon Diggs. I just believe in what that guy's going to do on the field. Um, So... Definitely keep your eyes out for that. Browns versus Kansas City. Of course, I chose Kansas City. But who knows? Browns may come back and say, you pissed us off last time. We're going to beat you. (laughs) Sorry, I laughed at that. I don't take that statement seriously at all. Green Bay versus the Saints. I chose Green Bay because everybody keeps saying revenge tour for Aaron Rodgers. This is not a revenge tour. Aaron Rodgers is just trying to say, hey, if I win, I win. If I don't, I retire. That's that's not me saying that he said that. I'm just, you know, figuratively speaking. But those are my picks for week one. I probably will get into calling points on week two because I'm just getting too feeling too good in this seat. Um, so that is it for episode three. Thank you so much for listening for 25, 26 minutes. I appreciate you all. As always, if you like what you hear, you're like, I want to stick with my fantasy football. I want to stick with the stats, but in a way that I can understand it. And I want to hear the savagery that Ashley has to give. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. I want to hear from you all. You can go follow me on Instagram. I am there under my first and last name. And of course, as you know, you can always visit my website for more. If you have any other questions, I love it. You guys are here. The NFL season is 10 days away. We're going to have so much fun this season. I appreciate every last one of you that has stuck with me for what is now going on season three. Again, have a good night or a good morning because by the time you're listening to this, it will be morning time. Enjoy your ride to work, your coffee, your food, whatever you do in the morning to get your day started and start planning for your fantasy football teams. I appreciate you guys. Bye.